Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected portfolio manager and senior vice president at Canaccord Genuity, who has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, 2021 has been a roller coaster full of mixed markets and investor emotions and problem solving. We've dealt with oil prices skyrocketing, supply chain issues, inflation rapidly moving higher, and above all, we're still going through this pandemic. We saw periods when investors were worried and then times when they were really excited about the markets. It was sometimes hard to make sense of it all in 2021, and that's why it is so important to be on top of these issues. And we are fortunate that we have you making sense of it all for us during these crazy times. You are so right. Not every year has been as exciting as 2021, to put it mildly. But really, the year really reinforced some of those investing principles we follow closely for our own strategy and for clients, like staying disciplined and actively managing portfolios, being proactive, the importance of raising cash when needed, but also sometimes staying steady because not always is the information we're getting facts. Sometimes it's rumors and you have to decipher what is fact and what is fiction in terms of the news out there. And at the same time, 2021 also reminded us of past lessons. And, and of course, every time markets kind of change direction, it really gives us more knowledge. You know, we've been bullish on markets throughout this whole year. You know, I traded through many corrections and crashes and recessions in my career. And coming out of this recession is, I don't want to say is no different because we're dealing with a pandemic, but the cycles kind of remain the same and we can get some new bad news that maybe we have to act on here or there. But generally speaking, we're out of a recession. We're into more growth in, in global economies. And we have to recognize that and where we are in the market cycle. So again, you want to stick with a disciplined strategy or make sure that your portfolio manager is doing that and stay on top of changing market conditions. I always say to clients, no matter what has been thrown at us, at me in the last 20 years, I've gotten everybody through everything and the market's never gone to zero. So again, I think that a lot of people worry too much and, you know, maybe they're just not with a good financial advisor, but if you're with the right team and you have the right strategy, I think that investors shouldn't worry as much as they did in 2021. I think a lot of people had more like PTSD from what happened in 2020, which is also not unusual. But again, it's about looking forward instead of looking in the rearview mirror. Well, today on Ready, Set, Retire, we are discussing five investing lessons that we can take from 2021. We'll discuss market pullbacks, sector rotation, bond safety, inflation, and investors reacting to news. So here are some of the lessons and takeaways inspired and in some cases challenged by the events of the last 12 months. It's been over a year since the stock market took its COVID-19 tumble. From February 19th to March 20th of 2020, a span of 22 trading days, 
The S&P fell 30%, the fastest decline ever. And after an even faster recovery all year, many investors have anticipated something similar happening again. Many investors live in a state of fear, reacting to every piece of news with caution. However, we've seen that this is no way to invest. And Lori, what have you learned about pullbacks and worrying about a potential correction this year? North American markets pulled back a number of times this year, but in each instance, it was relatively short-lived as investors continued to buy on the dip. The most the indices really declined was about 5%, which again pales in comparison to the norm. Usually markets have two 10% corrections a year, so we really didn't experience that. I will say that there was a lot of sector declines as well, though. So at one point, technology was off 20%, and then you saw copper was down you know, 15%. And so it kind of rotated, which we'll talk about later in the segment as well. So why were people, or smart money as we call it, buying on the dips, especially in the face of new news recently, like Omicron, supply chain concerns, higher inflation, bad news out of China, because we're coming out of a recession, and there's a number of reasons driving stock prices higher predominantly very strong earnings growth, double digits each quarter and low interest rates. That is a great recipe for the stock market. And that's why it's important not to panic in the face of those news headlines and allow your advisor, your portfolio manager to make logical decisions during those times. Omicron is a good one because it came out you know, it could, I mean, it still could be bad. We're still dealing with it. But of course, initially, nobody knew how severe it could be and what we were dealing with. So the markets all of a sudden were down 900 points that day. And again, that's 2% when we put in perspective. And so you can raise a little cash, you can get a little safer. Some sectors are going to get hit harder than others, depending on what news is out there at the time. And so you can always keep some powder dry, but it's not a reason to, you know, go raise 30, 40% cash in the portfolio, run for the hills or really be concerned. Again, if you're in good blue chip stocks and you have active portfolio manager that's kind of getting you through these situations, then you don't really need to worry as much. And so look at these corrections. If you're an investor that does worry, look at it as a learning situation because every 5% correction a lot of people thought it was going to turn into like March 2020 again. And we continue to say that March 2020 is a time we will never forget as people, for our communities, but also in the markets. And we're past that at this point. So now we're in a kind of a normal recovery phase. We're in a bull market. Markets are doing well. We still have corrections. They're normal. It's not a reason to panic. Let's put it that way. And speaking of well-diversified portfolios, that leads us to another important lesson about sector rotation. Most people have heard the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The logic, of course, if a farmer were to stumble while bringing the basket of eggs back from the hen house, they could end up in a messy situation. I never thought of that. <laughs> it's good you're not a farmer then, John. <laughs> <laughs> Those words of wisdom go well beyond farming, however. They also perfectly encapsulate the idea of not risking all your money on a single investment. So what exactly is sector rotation, Lori, and have we seen a lot of it this year, and what can investors take away from it? Yeah, I think in 2021, I think this was almost excessive in terms of sector rotation, like what was the flavor of the month kind of thing, and it kept rotating, as I was saying, from technology to copper to airlines uh, and, and so on and so forth. And so the first half of the year, 
we saw stocks tied to the economic recovery outperform, so industrials, materials, and energy. In the second half of the year, we saw certain growth areas outperform, so technology, online retail. Again, that was due to the rise of other variants. So you never know what's going to come up to change which sectors are leading the market, so it's best to still be diversified. You can't have all one area, go all into technology or all into industrials. You have to have exposure to other areas in order to gain success in this market. Well, along the lines of a diversified portfolio, we often discuss diversifying between stocks, bonds, cash, and other investments. Usually, bonds can be a great tool to generate income and are widely considered to be a safe investment. However, over the last year, we've seen firsthand the downsides of bonds and the risks they carry, especially in a high interest rate, high inflation environment. So what can investors learn from what bonds taught us this year. And I do mention this quite a bit, that bonds aren't always safe. You can lose money with fixed income. Depends on which area of the bond market that you're in. The Canadian bond universe is actually down close to 4% this year, which is, again, why you shouldn't be just a passive investor in the bond arena. I can't tell you how many people have brought me their statements from bank branches lately, and they're in like the bank bond fund. They're all down this year, and and they could be down even worse next year, in my opinion, because when rates go up, the price of bonds go down, and a lot of conservative investors who believe they're conservatively invested may be surprised to learn that the bond side of their portfolio is losing them money. And so again, when you're looking at investing in bonds, you got to make sure that um, you're with an active bond manager. We choose the stocks for the portfolios, but we actually allocate funds to external bond managers who are very actively managing their portfolios. And those guys were up six to 7% this year. So it just goes to show you a passive bond investment at a bank or an ETF likely lost money this year and could lose more money next year, where again, being with an active bond manager added so much value that it makes sense to be on top of your bond investments. They're not just set it and forget it investments either. Again, buy and hold in the stock market, I don't believe in. Buy and hold in the bond market, I also don't believe in. Well, if you've read the news or been to the grocery store or put gas in your car or tried to book a flight home for the holidays, you've certainly noticed the effects of inflation. In November, we saw inflation in the U.S. rise at the fastest pace since 1982. Canada no exception, with inflation rising 4.7%. These fast spikes lead many investors to wonder, how can you hedge your portfolio against inflation? In this kind of environment, stocks are usually best. And so what's the worst place you could be is GICs probably and cash, because you're losing like 5% a year at this point. And that's before tax, if you pay any tax on the little bit of interest that you're earning. So as the economy continues to rebound, demand is increasing. And of course, there's supply chain issues. There's wage inflation as well. So we continue to see inflation move higher. You know, there has been talk that if we have seen peak inflation, as you were saying, John, it's the highest since 1982. The worry amongst people, I think, is how high is this going to go and for how long? So if this is a short-term issue, and short-term meaning a year, two years, opposed to like five or 10, then that's okay. Your portfolio can stay intact as long as you're invested again in, in equities. Stocks are one of the best places that you can hedge yourself against inflation. 
if you are sitting in a lot of cash or a lot of bonds, it's not the best hedge against inflation. I think people learned this year. I mean, the, the Fed was saying all year it was transitory. It's only a few month problem. And I was out on CKNW earlier in the year going, I don't think this is a few month problem. I don't think the, the world gets over inflation in two or three months. I think it's gone on longer and moved higher than a lot of people expected. And so it's just really important to make sure that your portfolio is adjusted for these inflationary times. And those sectors that you choose, like industrials and financials and materials, those areas tend to be a good place to be during inflationary times. And so again, when we see higher inflation, we could see interest rates move higher rather sooner than later. And again, with that, you know, the market may not like that right away, but over time, it's going to adjust. Rates moving higher, I mean, the economy is kind of roaring ahead. So what we've learned is we can see inflation again because we really didn't have a whole lot of it until this year. Portfolios had to be adjusted. We were proactively adjusting portfolios probably in March of this year to take advantage of that as well. This year certainly saw a lot of big headlines that had the potential to scare investors to sell off completely, especially coming out of the market crash of 2020. However, we saw that staying calm and reacting to facts and not to the clickbait rumors that are out there is a much better strategy than following exaggerated market trends. So how has the news affected the way we invest and why should investors wait to react to big headlines? Some big headlines end up being very serious situations. So I can understand how investors are trying to look at 2021 and want to be cautious. Um, a lot of the news didn't turn into anything to be really concerned about. So sometimes it pays to wait a few days, keep your calm and really try to figure out what the facts are. And that is, again, when we were talking about Omicron, and just the the snap reaction, as I was saying earlier, I think a lot of it is PTSD, right? People just don't want to have that experience again. But one thing you can kind of think about is that the same bad news doesn't cause the same sell-off, okay? So when we first heard about COVID in 2020, boom, it's a market shock, it's a global shock, and we had never heard of a lockdown before. You think back to that time, we didn't know much about the virus and who it affected and all those. So there's so many things that were uncertain. And that's why you had a free fall. We are not in that situation. Even if there was a variant that the vaccine couldn't control or, or didn't help, you have to think about that. Well, you know, Pfizer's come out and said three months they would have a new vaccine. But again, everyone would have to get vaccinated. The markets definitely wouldn't like it. But you wouldn't likely see it just a free fall 30% drop based on that news because we've come so far ahead since that period. We know what to do. We know how to kind of handle it now. Even when we saw the Omicron situation and we're still living with Omicron, it's, uh, you know, going around the world. I saw yesterday 63 countries already where we got to live with COVID at this point. And what we do know is that the economy keeps going and a lot of companies are, uh, have, have pivoted and changed how they do things to take advantage of the situation that we've been in. So, you know, you think of companies like Amazon or you think of like the Home Depots and the Costco's. I mean, they've done very well during these times. Aritzia, Microsoft. Don't be too worried if you hear, again, similar same bad news because it may not have the same effect on the stock market or on your portfolio as it did the first time. And there are opportunities to be had in a, in situations like this. Someone with a you know, an entrepreneurial spirit and a creative idea can take us, take society in a completely different direction. And the, the same is true for anything, really. If you just be cool, don't panic, mind the gap, as they say, 
and uh, keep pressing forward because we've been through things like this before. And here we are in the end of 2021. The market is still going. We're still here. So there's a lot to be thankful for and uh, and positive about as we head into 22. Yeah, for sure. I think that investors tend to learn every year that they go through every situation. But what's really important is not to focus on what has happened and focus on the positives of what's moving forward and being on top of the news that's that's coming out. And I always say there's news that comes out and makes a headline, but there's news that can affect your portfolio. And just remember, not not everything affects your portfolio for a long period of time. It's not like even 2008, the financial crisis. I mean, a lot of investors were back to where they were within a year. Markets did take longer than that, but if you were actively managing, you could get people back to where they were pretty quickly. You know, even a year, that's a long time. But if you're an investor for 10, 20, 30 years, I mean, that one year, although painful, didn't ruin your life unless you were in the wrong type of management, I would say, or strategy. And that could really affect you long term if you do have a really bad negative year or a few years. But look at the pandemic. I mean, that was a significant drop. And even for our clients, we're back to where we were within four months. And so actively managing that downside risk really helped us get back to where we were and and not dropping like the market. That's the key. Don't go down exactly like the market. That's what you pay for. So something to focus on and learn from. And as an investor, when you see these dips in the market, just remember, it's still normal. Like it's normal to have corrections. It's normal to have a, a bad month. These serious situations like the pandemic or 2008, those don't happen every year. They happen maybe once a decade, if that. And so that already happened. That was last year. So I'm looking forward. We always look at what are the risks out there going forward? Still inflation, interest rates, China, and the real estate market is probably a bit of a risk. And so you got to keep on top of that. But again, you don't want to keep your money under your mattress because again, although it probably wouldn't be comfortable either, it's not a good investment strategy. (laughs) So because of uh, the inflation that we're seeing, and and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Indeed. And as 2021 comes to a close, we also wanted to share some non-market related information to hopefully brighten spirits and wish everyone a happy holiday. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And so why not? What are five things? (laughs) (laughs) What are five? I've been to the nog already. What are five things you are doing for the holiday season with your family, Lori? I've been really all over the holidays this year, taking part in probably every holiday activity here in Vancouver. Uh, I wish I could get up to the Okanagan to participate in some of the things that are going on up there as well. But snowshoeing, that's available everywhere. You know, I have my own pair even. Wow. And, uh, it's, I do, I do. I, like I told you, John, I'm getting rustic. <laughs> <laughs> so snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, I mean, downhill skiing. I have a lot of clients uh, still in their 60s and 70s that actually ski, but again, to each their own. But snowshoeing is much easier and a little bit more relaxing. Ice skating, there's a lot of ice skating rinks all over BC that you can take part in. Light shows. Um, recently, I was in Whistler, And I went to Lumina, and I don't know if anybody has gone to that, but that's an amazing show, uh, really well done up there. But in in all areas of BC, there's a a lot of light shows to be seen during this time. The Christmas markets uh, that are around as well uh, have been really a great kind of cultural experience with lots of good food. 
And of course, Christmas trains, they're, they're everywhere, not just in Vancouver, but in Kelowna, Summerland. Uh, so, you know, it's really interesting to see what's, what's all around BC for all of those to enjoy. And we have so many listeners, John, not just from the Lower Mainland, but also our friends up in the Okanagan and the interior. So again, I like to come up with some of those ideas. The holidays are kind of my favorite time of year. And uh, I'm looking forward to that Santa Claus rally. Hopefully we're going to get in the last two weeks of December here. Let's hope he gives us that gift as well to end a strong year even stronger. And as uh, this year draws to a close, certainly is plenty of food for thought for investors. 2021 was a reminder to stay focused and committed to your investing strategy. And with a disciplined team of active managers, you can reduce volatility and hedge against risk in any environment. Exactly. And, you know, it's also important to look at some of these stronger years and realize how that affects your portfolio and your retirement it's great to see, um, you know, everybody moving in the right direction and uh, moving a lot higher here in 2021. And so we've stayed busy this year and adapted to many changes in sectors and the cycle and more. With each challenge, we've tested our discipline skills, but are confident in our strategy moving forward into another prosperous year in this market recovery. So we're looking forward to 2022. Now, at the end of our segment here, we always uh, have a quote, but uh, today, because we're getting ready for the holiday season, may your holidays sparkle with moments of love, laughter, and goodwill, and may the year ahead be full of contentment and joy. Have a happy, happy holidays. And Lori, it's been so great to be with you in 2021, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, 2022. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Happy New Year to you and your family and to the great team at Pinkowski Wealth Management. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, yeah, always a pleasure, John. And thanks for your commitment and, and doing the show with me. I have so much fun with you every couple of weeks here on Ready, Set, Retire. We're going to have a, kind of a two-week break here, but we'll be back in 2022 and starting off strong. And I look forward to it. And Happy New Year to you, John, to you and your family. Merry Christmas as well. See you then. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.